Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Water Cooler episode one, take two of the first. The first recording just kind of epically failed, and Discord blew up a couple of times, and nothing came out uh, inco- incoherent. Co- coherent. It was very inco- incoherent. Once again, my name is Marley Silverbrand, and I will be your host for the Water Cooler. And joining me today, this is Jerry Veal. And today we're going to be talking about a little bit of NBA basketball. Normally on the water cooler, we're going to be talking about like movies, video games, or just whatever we decide to talk about today. And today, with the rising cases of COVID-19 and basketball starting up at the end of the month, hopefully, if like players don't contract the virus like too much and they cancel the season, we'll, uh, we'll have basketball at the end of the month. Uh, before we get into that, let's just kind of check in with each other and seeing how we're doing. Jerry and I both live in California, and we just they just locked locked us down again, lockdown 2.0. So Jerry, how are you uh, holding up? I'm I'm doing good, man. Um, I guess I guess you can say used to the COVID-19 already. Um, yeah. Like you said, <laughs> lockdown. I think t- this is the second or third time now. Yeah, this is second lockdown during yep. since March. So yeah, yeah, we're we're definitely trying to stay sane here. So that's why we're. We decided to do this podcast just to kind of like, just really just chat about basketball and just kind of give you guys some entertainment, like during these crazy times that we live in. And hopefully we'll get basketball here pretty soon. We don't really have a lot like uh, on the itinerary today. Well, I guess we'll talk about the NBA bubble, basically, basically repeating the stories that we had last week. So this is a little weird, uh, but basically at the end of July, the NBA is going to be bringing 22 teams to Orlando, Florida, and they're all of them are going to be living in in a bubble, and they can't leave the bubble. And I believe all the teams are there now. If I correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think most of them. I think yeah. most of them. I th- it's super. It, it's kind of weird and interesting that the NBA is doing something like this. That it's all. Uh, I think it's super interesting. That they that they pick Florida because Florida is the epicenter for this virus, so it's kind of <laughs> I I don't think they thought that I went through a little bit, but I think all the players are safe and and they test them every day and they they provide them meals every day, whether you want to call them meals based on like what we've been seeing on Twitter. Like, did you see? Uh, was it was it Terrence Ross? Uh, Orlando I, Magic. What he posted? I, I think so. Yeah, he posted like it. It looked like meals like straight from the fire fest. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Documentary. Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of those. Um, kind of like flaming them on Twitter. It, I guess that's what you have to sacrifice if you're gonna win it all. Like, um, you know whose um videos I just uh started watching? I think it, I watched his second one yesterday. Um, the Sixers rookie uh, Matisse Thybulle. Yeah. I watch his videos on YouTube, so it's like from the first day of quarantine to to now, and it shows like all the the things they have to do. They get like goodie bags when they first come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to get the daily test. Uh, they get the bands uh, that unlocks your room, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like your room key. So you take it everywhere, and then yeah. it has uh, the Disney logo on it, and then whatever team you're on, it's that that band. So it's it's all pretty cool. It seems. Um, it seems like it's it's working so far. Yeah, it seems really well thought out. Hopefully, like players abide by that. 
that's a clever segue into the next part of the NBA bubble, <laughs> just because there's been multiple players. Rashawn Holmes from uh, My Sacramento Kings said he accidentally left the bubble so to get like a food delivery. And uh, yeah, I think it was like DoorDash or something. Yeah, and now he's suspended. As uh, he now he's suspended ten games or ten days. Uh, oh, yeah. So I don't think that's really going to affect whether the start, like, because they start on the 30th, suspended 10 days, or quarantine. I guess we should say that he has to quarantine for 10 days and then mm-hmm. test, pot, test negative every single one of those days. That shouldn't affect him starting game one of this NBA bubble. Uh, it was super interesting today where, I, uh, I forget who it was, but a lot of the players say that like NBA players shouldn't snitch out other players that leave. Yeah, the they they open up mm-hmm, they open up the um, anonymous tip line yeah. to see like basically to snitch on uh, other NBA players to see if they're getting after breaking quarantine rules. Yeah, like uh, can you imagine like in like imagine in the Eastern Conference Finals that this <laughs> it's the Bucks versus the Celtics. And Giannis snitches on uh, Jason Tatum for leaving the bubble, and now he has to quarantine for 10 days. I would be pissed. <laughs> but by the way, Jerry is a huge Boston Celtics fan, and I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. So that's why I brought up that scenario. But <laughs> but that would be like the biggest sort of James Harden type of move. I can, I can see James Harden snitch, anon, snitching anonymously, say like, the Rockets going up against the Lakers and he's like, Oh, I don't want to guard LeBron James. So I'm going to snitch him out. <laughs> but I don't know. That would be a lot of drama. I, I wouldn't mind that to be honest. Yeah. True. Yeah. Did you hear who they were uh, talking about um, saying who snitched? Um, I think it was Chris Paul. Oh, uh, no, I, I can actually see that. <laughs> people, people were saying Chris like, Paul seems like, it was him. Chris Paul seems like a snitch. Takashi six, nine. <laughs> but yeah uh so that that's pretty interesting uh but other than that like we've also been getting multiple confirmed cases from like pretty much every, almost every well-known nba player like and it it, it kind of has me worried for the start of the season just because i feel like they're gonna play like a couple of games and they're gonna be like this is this is kind of like the like what I think is going to happen on day one. I think they're going to play like their whole slate of games, mm-hmm. like on these two different courts. A whole bunch of players are going to be confirmed. Uh, con- they're going to be tested positive, and then they're going to shut it down again. That's probably what's going to happen. It's I feel like for this whole thing to like go smoothly for mm-hmm. like they're going until September, right? I think August. Yeah, is it either August or September? Maybe, like, th- maybe September. I'm not positive. Like, I think that will be a kind of a miracle, to be honest. <laughs> like, what do you think? Um, I I think it's gonna work because most of the players that are getting uh, like tested positive, they're not in the bubble yet, so they're quarantining at they're quarantining at their their houses or like wherever they're wherever they get tested positive, mm-hmm. and there's only two NBA players out of 322 who have tested positive. So that's a 1% rate of positive yeah. rate. So that's, that's, that's pretty good so far. I, I, I think to be, 
like that's like a, the cynic cynical part of my brain that thinking it's not going to work but i i actually i hope it works just because i want to watch some basketball it's been a very dry like <laughs> season and i just want the sacramento kings to make the playoffs and go all the way which they will so fingers crossed fingers right. crossed <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, I'm trying to find like some good news from like this whole thing. But uh, Jerry, oh. you, actually, you actually pulled up like the statistics. Someone uh, made a bunch of odds to see who will actually win the NBA Finals. You want to uh, pull those up? Yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, ES, ESPN BPI from them, and then from Caesar's Sportsbook. It's both five five teams on each side. So for ESPN BPI, they got Bucks at fifty three percent, Lakers at eighteen, Clippers at nine, Raptors at five, and then my Celtics at five. Okay, and then for for Lakers on the other side, it's plus one eighty, Bucks plus two seventy five, Clippers plus three twenty five, Rockets plus twelve hundred, and us uh, plus fifteen hundred. Okay, so my issue that I have with that is that there's a lot of Eastern Conference teams on there it seems like the list is a little bias towards yeah. east teams because there's <laughs> there's quite a few western conference teams not i'm not saying the kings that's <laughs> there's uh, but there's quite a few western conference teams i feel like that have a shot to to make it past the lakers and the clippers like the nuggets like i feel like the nuggets can possibly make it make it past or I, I I have I have a little bit of faith in Utah. We'll, we'll hey, I don't know. They they lost the Bogdan. Yeah, yeah, but they also have Rudy Gobert too, one of the better shot blockers in the league, and he, he can also spread the virus anytime he can too. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and also Donovan Mitchell. Donovan yeah. Mitchell is probably one of the better two guards in the league. I don't know. I I I just don't. I have learned a lot of years like don't sleep on the Jazz. And the Jazz, like, because the Jazz will, like, on a regular season, they will, like, they could be, like, nine or, like, the ninth or tenth seed. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the season, they're, like, six or six, the sixth or fifth seed. So it's, like, I don't sleep on the Jazz. Same way or where I don't sleep on the Spurs. But this year, I can kind of sleep on the Spurs because they're trash. So <laughs> <laughs> that's just my opinion. But I'm sure you share the same opinion, too. So. For, well, for, for I, I have I do have a dark horse. What's your What's your dark horse? The Blazers, man. I think I think your argument for the Blazers being a dark horse is is solid. I just don't see Damian Lillard Lillard like 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 he tried last year in the Western Conference Finals and then got and got swept by by the Warriors. So I feel like I hate. To say that Dame time is Dame time is up, but no, I feel like Dame time is up. <laughs> no, he, he can't do look, it by himself. He he's getting help, so it's it's him, CJ, then Hassan Whiteside. He's he's not that bad. Ah, he's, he's okay. Trash. And then they're getting uh, Yusuf Nurkic back, and then Zach Collins, both is, healthy. Is Nurkic going to be like a hundred percent? Because he's barely yeah he's barely he hasn't played, played this year. Well, he hasn't played in two years. He's healthy. Yeah, but and that, that dude's a fifteen and ten guy. That's, you gotta, that's what you need. You got to plug him in, too. Like, no, they'll be sure fine. Can... 
I don't know. I feel and, like and you have Carmelo who slimmed down. If you didn't see <laughs> his Twitter pictures, I can't believe you just said that. I'm gonna end this he, call he's, right now. He, he's and looking like Carmelo. <laughs> he's looking like uh, 2013 Melo. Oh my God! No, no. <laughs> I, I'm, that's that's gonna be my my dark horse. I, I think that's a fine dark horse to have. They're they're not that many games behind the Grizzlies, anyways. Yeah, like you basically have like four four teams fighting for that eight seed, and a lot of yeah. people are picking the Grizzlies mm-hmm. to get the eight seed. But I I feel like that team's too young, and the veterans that will give them that extra push. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're that good of veterans, to be honest. Do, I think. Do you think your team is good enough to compete with the Pelicans, Blazers, and Grizzlies? Because you're from where the Blazers are, you're only one game away from them. I think the biggest issue that the King, I think the De'Aaron Fox has gone on Twitter and he's gone on social media, like all social media, and said that he believes that the Sacramento Kings will have an equal shot, which I don't. I. I I can't argue with him with that because I feel like all teams have an equal shot at this point because they've all been off for the same amount of time. Yeah, but, they're all healthy. Yeah, they're they're all healthy to an extent. I feel like the Blazers and Kings are pretty similar because we kind of had the same amount of injuries. Uh, like Bagley was out for the longest time and we were, Rashawn was out kind of off and on throughout the year. So we're kind of we're getting kind of key players back at kind of r- the right time. It's all it's going to be a matter of how do we plug like all those players in to to be successful and it's going to it's going to be 100% on Luke Walton to like make that work, which I don't really have faith in Luke Walton to do that. But that's my opinion on 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 that. I I feel like the Blazers and Kings are going to be kind of interesting. Yeah, the uh, with his final eight game stretch before the playoffs, but I don't know. Like my dark horse is I, I I've always liked the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are really solid, and they're so they they're so close. Like like every single year, but they I feel like they're you need another star. I feel like they're too young before, and like the experience of like getting kind of shut out of the playoffs and feel like they could have gone further. I feel like that's kind of made them stronger as a group. So I, I, I think, I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they make, make it. Uh, uh, that's what I'm trying to say. And plus Michael Malone is one of the greater coaches in in the league that, that we true. let go here in Sacramento, but we won't talk about that. There are not that many games away from the, from the one seat too. Yeah. The- they're a couple uh, games behind for the two seed, so they can – the Clippers and Nuggets can swap spots right there. As and long as they keep the two seed, I think uh, good things will come for the Nuggets, to be honest. Because I don't think they'll get the the one seed from the Lakers because the Lakers are – the Lakers are obvious. I feel like they're a lock at number one. Well, who would, who would you want or who would you rather have the Nuggets play? Because if they move to number two, they would play the Mavericks. Well, that that would be a good series, to be honest. Or if they stay in number three, they would or, play the Rockets. That's if the Mavericks stay at number. That's that's if the Mavericks stay with uh, where they're at. Well, they they're three games behind the the Rockets. Um, they have three more losses than the Rockets, so they would have to win three more games to actually tie. 
I think I think the Mavericks can win three more games to tie. I, but I you think the Rockets? I think the the Rockets are another good team too, especially how they play small ball. This is going to be good. It's like yeah, pick a ball for them. I totally. I I'm glad you brought that up because I totally forgot that. They traded away Clint Capella, and they went all small ball, and P.J. Tucker is playing yeah. the five. Oh, dude, I, I just saw all his um, – saw a video on Twitter of all the shoes that he brought. Dude, he brought so many shoes. P.J. Tucker? Yeah. He was just posting them on Twitter? Yeah, because he's, like, known for, like, to be the shoe the shoe god. He, he wears, like, a lot of different, like, rare shoes and stuff. And that's going to help him – <laughs> make, yeah, like, rebound it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, the Rockets are a good dark ho- dark horse. I, I like. I I heard multiple people say this. I feel like it's all it's all or nothing for for the Rockets. It's like this is Dan Mike D'Antoni's. Like, if he doesn't make the finals uh, in this year, I feel like he's done. They're gonna fire him because. Because they're going all in. It's like they got Westbrook. They got rid of Clint Capella. They're going complete, complete small ball. Mm-hmm. And what what was their record after they traded Capella? Um, you know I think the, the first couple games it was doing bad, but then they started doing super good. I I feel like the biggest issue with them is if they go up is the matching up with the Lakers and the the twin towers of of uh, Dwight Howard. Uh, yeah, JaVale McGee, and then you also have Anthony Davis yeah. and LeBron James. Like hey, but, it, but it, it works. Like, look at look at our team. We have – our centers are, are decent, like, but when you put them together, they're, they're good. They both give you good numbers. Like, I think small ball works, obviously, because the Warriors – it worked for the Warriors for three, for three seasons, mm-hmm. and it will probably continue to work, like, once they get Curry and Clay back. I just like I defense wins championships. So it's you you have to have a big to protect the paint. Like that that's that's what I've always believed, but that's just me. So going back to the numbers, mm-hmm. you I, I we were talking before we started recording, having the Celtics at five percent to win it all, I feel like is a little I, I, I you were saying it's a little dis- disrespect. That you're the same percentage as as the Raptors, yeah. I I feel like the Raptors have an equal shot to re- repeat, and I would really love to see them repeat to do it without Kawhi. And like, it would make me. I I already loved Kyle Kyle Lowry, like like before the whole Kawhi uh, Kawhi mm-hmm. Uh But to see him do it without Kawhi, I think I, I would make him love him uh, love him more. I feel like the Celtics, they should be at least like 20%, at least. And the Raptors will be like maybe 10%. Because as much as I hate to say it, your your Celtics are really well put together. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we, I think of when, whenever we're on the court, our best five can compete with any other five there is in the league. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you, hands down. I knew you guys were going to get better with Kemba. Like, Kyrie yeah. brought you down so bad. <laughs> Kyrie was, like, a really bad point guard. He's not a bad basketball player. Like, he's it a was, dramatic off the court. He was good. Yeah, yeah. he was good. He he got his wins. It's just he was too much of an ISO player. Because, uh, like, when we're going into playoffs, 
uh, I think before he got hurt, um, all he all the team would do was just uh, stand around and just stare at him, dribble, dribble the entire time, not like move around or anything. But I'm glad we got Kemba. He's Kemba. It, it so makes me better. so happy that Kemba is like on a winning team too, because. I, yeah, <laughs> he was wasting away in Charlotte, and I'm I like, you're, not, you're like, dude, you're not doing anything. I go, think he's, he's only been to, I think he's only been to playoffs one time. Yeah, because the Charlotte went to the playoffs like it was like the first year. It was like when they were the well, Bobcats. Yeah. So yeah, and then they got, I think they got destroyed by the Miami Heat, right? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was what the, I think that was the LeBron year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So I'm just happy he's he's gonna be in playoffs. That's the whole reason he wanted to come over. He, yeah, he wants to, he wants to know what it is to win. Yeah, and I I think I think you guys have an equal shot too. It's it's all a matter if you if you could take down the Bucks. I, I I think we can. I I was I was talking about this earlier um, to one of my friends. If you let Giannis get his, but let everybody like shut down everybody else, you're gonna win no matter what. But that's that's a matter. Of, that's kind of that sounds simple when you say it. Yeah, I know it's I know it's simple, but it, it's it's gonna be hard. But I'm I'm pretty sure. I feel like we have we have a good chance to do it. I think our Muratich, like like when they got Muratich last year, like I thought they were going like they, all the way. They, yeah, they should have. Muratich was like like Milwaukee is doing this right, like. Like Giannis can't shoot. He's getting better, like mm-hmm. at shooting the three. But you just put a whole bunch of shooters around Giannis. So if all those shooters are like on fire, then you guys don't have a shot because Giannis is still doing his thing. But if like all those shooters like went cold like last year, and Giannis can't shoot, and like Kawhi stopped Giannis, like then. The Celtics have a shot. Like, do you think Tatum or or uh, Brown, Jalen Brown, can stop Giannis like Kawhi did? Nuts. Well, I don't think he got stopped. I think they just slowed him down because it's it's impossible to stop um, Giannis. He's like, like Ka- the... Kawhi was def- was defending him. <laughs> you have to look at his stats when he was guarding him because I'm I'm pretty sure he's he's still got like good numbers. Yeah, but the. Well, yeah, I guess slowed him down is a better way to word that. But Kawhi, it's, it's, Kawhi did slow him down, though. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm positive that we have a good chance to to actually beat them. A lot of people are aren't like even glancing at us. They just look at Bucks or Lakers and like, oh, they're they're going to the finals for sure. But like me, every year, I I'm positive we have a good chance as anybody to. To make it far, it's it's definitely Bucks and Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like so that's what I'm hoping for. Or I, I'm hoping for Raptors too. But is there a way you could play the Raptors? Um, I think we have to drop down a seed, or they do. I don't know. I would, I would rather see Raptors and Celtics. To be honest, that would be a crazy. You you would probably say that you would want that series because it would be easier because you'd think. Pascal Siakam when he <laughs> he would choke. But. Yeah, I, I think I think he's good, but I don't. There, I see a lot of people on Twitter and stuff comparing both of them, 
uh, Pascal and Tatum, and they always give the edge to Siakam for some reason. They think he's most improved, but I don't. I don't think so. I hate it when people compare players, especially when they're on two different teams, and it's like they're they're in they're in different they're on two different teams. They play mm-hmm. different. They have different styles. Like Nick Nurse, a Nick Nurse offense is completely different than a Brad Stevens offense. So. I feel like if you put Tatum on the Raptors and you put Pascal like on the Celtics, they don't have it doesn't make them better and it doesn't make them worse. So it it all depends on like what system you're in. I, I don't know. Like I, I I know that for sure because I'm a Kings. You don't fan. think if you put Tatum? Hmm? Uh-huh. So if you put if you don't think if you put Tatum on the Raptors, how much do you think he'll score per game? Cuz look he's doing it with Kemba, Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward spreading the ball, and then each of those, like, individuals are averaging almost 20 points per game. Yeah, but it's all about how they get used. I feel like a Nick Nurse offense isn't, mm-hmm. like, as refined. Or, like, it's it's not necessarily, like, it's not refined. It's just the way they play, it's different than, than the Celtics. Yes. Yeah, but I just – I just know that – too well just because being a Kings fan like I've seen so many players enter our system and our system is trash and they, they, then, they get, then they get traded and then they become like hella good players and it's like it's all about how you scout players how you like fuse them into a system I feel mm-hmm. like now as a Kings fan I feel like we actually have a system like being implemented with Luke Walton it's how it's, it's how Luke actually implements that system, but if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I get you. Yeah. Um, so we're, we were talking about your team. Um, your guys' uh, facility got shut down, right? There's actually multiple facilities that got shut down. I, I, I believe Milwaukee was actually on that list too. Yeah, I, th- I, think, it's, I think it's most teams now, is it not? Yeah, I, I, think, I, I don't think it's a bad thing that they, uh, that they got shut down. It was – it's – it's more of like the NBA just being cautious. Like maybe I, I'm pretty. I don't think any players like test positive, tested positive because they shut it down. It's more like maybe it was like a trainer or something like that, and the trainer wasn't traveling with the team or something like that. And then they shut it down just to be like, oh, no one can enter this because we've had people in here. So, like I I feel like it's a big story, but it's not in the long run. So. <laughs> I think it's good for in, in the long run. Uh, then they won't like like you said. It's probably just a, a trainer or something. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna leave for Orlando. I think they already left, right? Or yeah, they they already left. Yeah. Most uh, teams are. They would just shut down their facilities and then just leave to Orlando, unless uh, you you're tested positive. Yeah, a lot of players. Like I think, I think Buddy Heald and Alex Lynn just arrived with the team today because mm-hmm. they tested positive. So they had to like join their team at a later date. Uh, and then uh, Harrison yesterday, right? Harrison today. Yeah, I've seen that today that he mm-hmm. tested positive. So he probably has to quarantine for 10 days and then, and then join the team later. But I'd rather get them, have them get it all out of their system now on testing positive. And then mm-hmm. when we're going for a playoff run, that's when we don't, have any players at risk or anything like that that's true yeah i i honestly think like i said before i think that the kings i would i would love for them to get the eight seed 
Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think that they're going to get it. Like, you have to have faith, man. I, I have faith, but the I feel like the NBA is it, it's either going to be New Orleans or I feel like the Blazers. Oh man, I I feel like the the NBA is trying their hardest to get Zion into the playoffs. Yeah, so he can't go up against LeBron in his first yeah. series. I, I <laughs> they want tr- that so bad for ratings. I and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we play because we played New Orleans a couple of times. I wouldn't be surprised if like a lot of those games get officiated in favorable ways towards Zion, just so that they can win a couple of games. <laughs> but I won't go into officiating games and rigging games because as a Kings fan, I know all too well of stuff. <laughs> so I won't, I won't go into, uh, onto that rant. I'm just saying that the NBA will, will try their hardest. They'll, they'll, they'll send Zion like extra gifts to his hotel room and say, I would I, like wish you luck today and stuff like that. I don't know. Is there anything you want to talk about? Like the numbers, like that you brought up? Oh, the projections. Um, yeah. Well, for for me, I feel like we're, we're too low, but I'm used to everybody sleeping on us. I feel yeah. like we should be around where the, I don't know. These these numbers are it seems way too high. I feel like we should be like at fifteen or something. Not yeah. above the Lakers or the the Bucks, but I know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make it far. Fifteen or twenty percent. I feel like that's that's fair. But it, it will suck for us too. Like if we do make it super far, uh, we're gonna lose Gordon. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Like Gordon Hayward is uh uh what what oh because. Gordon Hayward is leaving the team because, like, his wife is pregnant. Yeah, baby number four. Yeah. Uh, so, congratulations to Gordon Hayward. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure it's his, it's, it's his first boy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I, he has three girls already. Uh, I wouldn't know because I don't look into that. But <laughs> I don't, that, that's a huge player. But as long as it's not Tatum or, or – um, or Brown, I think you guys will be fine. And or, or Kemba. All right, and uh, you were you were talking about the Spurs earlier. Oh yeah, um, like like for making the playoffs or. Yeah, well, you said that you didn't have any faith in them this year. Yeah, well, they're trash. There's not there's, there's not much to talk about that. Like Greg Popovich is like, I feel like he's going to retire after the season, and he's, he's going to go retired. full on coaching. Like coaching the Olympics, and the oh. I think Tim Duncan's going to replace him. As yeah, much he as should. I want, he, as much as I want Becky Hammond to replace. Yeah, she would be a good coach. I honestly don't think, like, I want her to take over for Pop, and I feel mm-hmm. like Pop want wants her too. Uh, like, I sort of for like equal rights for like women coach coaching like in the league i feel like starting with the spurs for her the especially the way where they are right now i feel like it would be bad because i feel like if she takes over she's going to struggle because oh, well, like she, the she's way, coached before but the way that team is put together mm-hmm. like they're obviously in a rebuilding year yeah i would rather have her start out 
with like have her start coaching like a team that's just on the verge of contending, but she pushes them over the top. And I feel like she can do that. Maybe like coach like a team, like, like have her go to Brooklyn, like coach the Nets. Like I, I would like to see her on a, on a team like that, but a lot of people are. Hmm. I think she'll be a good coach. Yeah, I think so too. Like she's knowledgeable, and like it's about time that she gets her due uh, yeah. for, for for coaching. But uh, did uh, you see our uh, assistant coach, Cara Lawson? Yeah, uh, so she used to be in a, like an assistant, or a, I think she used to be. She used to be one of our assistants. Yeah. Um, no, she used to be pre and post game for. for yeah, uh, for ESPN or something, right? For uh, no, for the Kings. Really? Yeah, she used to be like Jim Cozumore's like, like uh, co-host for that, and then and then she moved into a kind of like an assistant type coach for the Kings, and then, uh, and then she moved over to Boston, and I, I think she's married to. Um, I'm not sure if you know this guy. He's he was a radio host for KHDK like here in Sacramento. She's married to him right now. Yeah, um, that's Damian, crazy. Damien Barling. Who yeah, Damien Barling. Like, he has like a podcast, and like he used to be a host for Cage to K, and then he got fired, but or he got let go. But uh, he's like a radio personality for the city of Sacramento or Cage to K. But yeah, do you think Greg Popovich has coached his last games? Uh. I, I don't. I feel like he – like, I've, I've seen the rumors of him going to Brooklyn and stuff. I feel like he, he wants to win one more chip, and then he's going to retire. I, I feel like that's the goal. I think you would rather have, like, a gold medal. You even, think so? Yeah. Because – he's not going to be able to have? do it. I think he has – was four or five? Yeah. Like, he, but he doesn't have a gold medal. So, I feel like that's the one – uh, well, hasn't he hasn't he been um, next to um, Mike Shishetsky the entire time? I don't, I, during I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I think yeah, they're. I think I don't know. Uh, but you, do you think he can do it with the Olympic team? Well, it depends on who's going to play because I know they were supposed to be this year, right? In um, was it Tokyo? Yeah. Or, but- that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, so <laughs> probably gonna have to wait till next year. But yeah. it, like, like I said, it, it depends on who's gonna play because the one that he um, coached, I think, when was it? A couple of years ago? Was it last uh, year? Yeah, it was. It was last year. Yeah, that Harrison one. Harrison Barnes and like it wasn't. They didn't have any stars. Yeah, they was like, with, with Kemba Tatum, uh, Harrison. I think Chris Middleton. Like, I, I feel like that was a good team. And yeah, it, game, it was. The game that they lost, it was just – it was kind of garbage. They just played, like, trash, and they yeah. kind of deserved to lose that game. They lost to uh, – did they lose to Serbia? I think so. Or was it so? Croatia or something like that? I, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot too because it was kind of – it was a trash game. But they had so many players that they, they, they cut. Like, bam, that would have been good. Because they needed a big, yeah, and then they and Fox I, left too. 
Yeah, because I I think they were giving uh, minutes to somebody else instead. Yeah. Well, they're giving minutes to um, – it was – he played for the Spurs, so obviously Pop was favoring him. It was um, – Yeah. What was his what's, – what's that guy's name? He's that guard. Not Patty Mills. Um, Derek White? What's, yeah, Derek, Derek White. White. They're yeah. giving – and I don't, I don't even think he's that good. I think he's decent, but I don't, I don't think he's better than – I would rather give the minutes to Fox. Yeah, I, I would give the minutes to Fox in a heartbeat and maybe minutes for Derek White coming off the bench since he does that anyways. But I don't know. I think, like, having a team like that, like, I feel like Pop will actually uh, – he actually appreciates coaching players like that rather than, like, full-on stars because mm-hmm. – he doesn't have to deal with egos. He, he can kind of like teach and kind of just coach basketball players instead of like stars. So I, I don't know. Do you like, do you think that's true? Um, I may, maybe a little bit. Cause they, I think they, they like to coach stars more because they know what they can do. A lot of, I don't think a lot of, uh, other coaches like to put faith in two second year guys or, or first year guys. Well, it's not necessarily like first or second year. It's more of like, I feel like pop has always gravitated to players that are more blue collar mm-hmm. and that bring, they, they, they bring their like lunch pail to work and just kind of like, like look what happened to Kawhi. Kawhi is kind of a perfect example where he benched him because of like, cause Kawhi didn't want to play games and stuff like that. Like just the drama around Kawhi. I feel like pop, like that's where pop struggles is like, he doesn't struggle in very many areas, but like the drama around players, I feel like he struggles there. Cause yeah. I feel, I feel it. Like pop is like one of those coaches where it's like, if you're not going to play or if you're not going to go all out, then I'm going to bench you. I don't care who you are. So, and I feel like coaches like him are kind of like they're they're kind of dying off. And if he were to ever leave the league, I think it would it would be kind of upsetting because now you have like coaches besides Brad Stevens. Now you have coaches like Luke Walton and and um, Eric Spolstra, like kind of player coaches and mm-hmm. coaches that are kind of with their players and hanging out with them and kind of like like rubbing elbows. It's like like they're young and they can they can relate to like to to these players and like player coaches are on the rise like it's kind of sad but i don't know like what do you think it's true uh there's there is a lot like steve kerr too he's a player coach right oh yeah i totally forgot about steve kerr (laughs) i was naming off coaches and totally forgot about him probably because he's i i uh, like I think you're starting to see like this year with Steve Kerr is is when he has like a bad team to like coach, then he's a really bad coach. N- now that he doesn't have like Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, like his his sets just don't don't make any sense, and his rotations don't make any sense either. So, but yeah, um, but it's I I feel like it's 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 hard to. Like even if you're a good coach, if you have uh, if you have decent players playing rather than you, you're, you're like superstars, basically like what top all three of them maybe top top twenty or top thirty mm-hmm. uh, when they're healthy, 
it's it's hard because those players give you like 20, 20, 25 plus each. Maybe not, maybe not Draymond, but he'll give you like yeah. a, a, he'll give Draymond's you a, trash. A, he'll give you a triple double maybe. No, but, Draymond's trash. <laughs> um, but it, I feel like it's hard when you lose those those type of caliber of players. Yeah, I'm, your your game is going to change because you're so used to playing with them, like coaching them. You have to, and all basically all the plays are for them. You have to give them to like uh, second, third, or first year guys. Yeah, but the, the the thing is, it's good. It's good for them because they're going to be developed for next year. But my argument there is like that's probably the problem with player coaches. But like coaches like Popovich or even Mike Malone, mm-hmm. and I would say this for Dave Yeager too, the ex like Kings coach, and also he he coached the Grizzlies for like three seasons. When he coached the Grizzlies for three seasons, he had like trash players. Like, they dealt him a really crappy hand, and he was able to, like, get the Grizzlies in the playoffs, like, two out of the three seasons. But they were defensive-wise, right? Yeah, defense, like... De- uh, they were good defensively? They are good defensively, and they had a few... They had decent offense. Like, they had O.J. Mayo, and... Oh, uh, <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> uh, but... I don't know. I just think the excuse of like, oh, we're rebuilding, we're going to lose a whole bunch of games. And like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it's just, <laughs> I, I honestly think Steve Kerr just, he inherited like a great team and he just happened to keep it a great team. Yeah. It was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark Jan- Jackson. He He built that team. Yeah, Mark Jackson built that team. He created the culture, but yeah, like I feel like he just created the culture. And Michael Malone, Michael Malone was his assistant at that time. Michael mm-hmm. Malone was kind of the brains of everything. Like he got that team playing defense, and he kind of he created the offensive schemes. Besides, like the Mark Jackson, like Stephen Curry, like elevator elevator screen, like he yeah. created that, but. I feel like Michael Malone was like Michael Malone deserves a little bit more credit than because he's doing it with the with the Denver Nuggets. Oh yeah, he's doing I mean, it that... with the Kings. So mm-hmm. before they fired him, but we won't go there. But yeah, uh, player coaches are on the rise in the NBA, and it's a little disappointing. But I'm excited to see where it goes. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, should we I'm looking at I'm looking what we have next um I guess I w- we won't start with this but uh free agency after the season is coming up like mm-hmm. who do you hope that like the Celtics add like or or what movement would you would you see what, what movement would you like to see like he is going for yeah like in the league not just the Celtics um, well, with starting for, for me, I, I want us to get like an actual big because I feel like we're one big away from going all the way. Mm-hmm. That's, that's for me personally, but I like how we're playing small ball. It's good too, but that could only get you so far. Yeah. Well, you got Robert Williams, Robert Williams, yeah. I guess is. Yeah. So there was rumors of him. Um, supposedly he's, he's getting, he's gotten stronger and then even faster. 
So that's that's crazy. That's, that's some good news. Yeah. Well, for the for league wise, uh, I'm I'm wondering if uh, Anthony Davis is going to stay or whatnot. <clears throat> oh yeah, because he has a player option, right? Yeah. At the end, of, and like, I think he's he he stays if he'll accept his player option if the Lakers don't win. Because he he feels like you would have to do it again with the Lakers, and he knows that he was that close with the Lakers. But if they win, I feel like he'll leave. And I I don't think he's going to New York. Sorry, Knicks fans, but no, <laughs> yeah, there's I, no, I, not a, not a shot. <laughs> he's going to New York. He, so, he has to stay there. That's like his. I don't know. I I think that's like his dream team. It was supposedly his dream team. Yeah. All right, I think but, that or Chicago, right? Yeah, because Chicago – like, Chicago would be – because that's where he grew up, right? Yeah. I, I feel like if he wins, that's what – I feel like he would leave because players these days, it's all about checking the boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I won an NBA championship. I played for the Olympic team. Like, LeBron Le- – the LeBron, like uh, – like – like storyline was he played for Cleveland. He like grew up in Cleveland. He couldn't win a championship. He went to Miami, he won a championship. He came back to Cleveland. It's like checking these boxes. I feel like with Anthony Davis, like if he won, he checked the box like to win a championship. And now he wants mm-hmm. to go play it, uh, play in Chicago where he grew up. Like I could see something like that. Uh, like what, but what do you think? Yeah. And plus, uh, if he does go there, that team wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, like that. I would actually make him like, like equally better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like because well, Kobe White, Zach Levine. Yeah, Levine, I don't know what you do with uh, a center that you have right now. Because I actually kind of like that guy. Like, um, oh, Daniel Tice. No, the, or who you, you talking about? You have Tice. Yeah. Well, who are you talking about? The the. Bulls? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. He played for Laurel. Duke. Uh, shit. Right? Hmm? Duke? Oh, Wendell Carter Jr.? Yeah, I like Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter. Well, they're either they're either going to have to get rid of him or uh, Laurie Markkinen, but they're they're both good. I so wouldn't I get I rid of Markkinen if I were to – if I knew if, – if I'm sitting in the Bulls front office and Anthony Davis calls me and says, hey, I want to sign with you, I uh, I would be – it would take as much as I said that I like Wendell Carter. Like I would say, like I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to trade you. <laughs> well, <laughs> trade I'm you pretty sure they can do all three, right? Because it would be Kobe, Zach Levine at shooting guard. Then uh, you can you can put Wendell Carter at small forward or Lowry, and then uh, put him at uh, Davis at center or power forward or swip, swip swap. I'm pretty sure you can fit all three. Well. I, but, I would especially want if it's Wendell like free agency. Minutes. That's the thing. Because Wendell, like, he's more of like a, a four and a five. I wouldn't put him at a three. Yeah. I'd rather keep Markin at a three because he's a better shooter and he's, and I feel like he could defend the three a little bit better too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would go Kobe White. I would go Levine. Uh, Markkinen, um Oh, dang. Maybe you could do it. Yeah, right. So, like, Wendell, yeah. Yeah, see? 
That would that would be a good team. Yeah, that would be a crazy team. It that's if I I feel like the coach they have now, like they need he's a good him. coach. As he's a good coach, yeah, but I don't think he will attracts like big time free agents because the way oh, no. that he makes them work. I'm thinking I'm thinking about the the Hawks coach. I don't know who the coach is for the the Bulls. Who is it? Jim Boylan. Oh, he's yeah. he's been known to like run players like in the NBA and just kind of overwork them. And a lot of the players just don't like him too. So I wouldn't be surprised if like he loses his job at the end of the season. <laughs> uh, oh, what about your, your team? Any, um, cause I know I, I'm looking at a list of your free agents. You have Kent Bazemore, uh, Bogey. I'm pretty sure it's Marvin's, uh, what, third year? Uh, yeah, uh, he picked up his option. So, uh, and we, we, I mean, we picked up his option. So I, he's not a free agent this year, I don't think. Um, and then Jabari, it's he has he's on player option. Yeah, I feel like Jabari is gonna accept that player option. We would be smart if we. It would depend on how he plays, how Jabari plays, like coming back. Uh, because I am have not been too impressed with him after that trade <laughs> to get Jabari. I like Alex Lynn. I like all the other pieces that we got in that trade. I like. Well, Jabari him. hasn't even played, right? He's played one game, and and it wasn't that very many. He, it was hardly any minutes. Yeah. And he looked like trash. Well, he was he he was hurt, so I'm pretty. Yeah, he, yeah, I understand he was hurt. He was coming back, but like, I don't know. It's I would like to see him fully healthy. Mm-hmm. So, I see him accepting his player option because I don't see him getting that money anywhere else. So, well, he's only twenty five. He's not. He's not super old. But he hasn't like his value is like nothing. So I can see it. I I see this all the time with like the Kings, where yeah. they get players with, on a player option. They accept that player option, and they play really good to get their value up. And then they get mm-hmm. traded, and then they sign big contracts later on. This is like a, as a Kings fan, this is like an endless loop. It's the same thing happened with Shumpert. Like Shumpert had a player option. He played really well, although he hasn't signed with the team yet, but I think that's on him. Uh, But I would like us to sign Shumpert back, but I don't know. I can see him, I can see Jabari accepting that player option. And I don't see him being, I would like to see how he's used. Because so far, I have, uh, I don't know where you, because we have so many forwards. Like I don't know where you place him into a lineup in a lineup with Marvin Bagley and uh, Kent Bazemore. It's been, I feel like all the minutes are kind of used up, especially with Alex Len there. Like how would you how would you fit him in? Jabari, uh, I don't know. That, that'll be tough because you still have Harry Giles too. Yeah, well, Harry Giles is a free agent. Because we didn't pick up his option, yeah, for for some reason. But. Well, you have you have <laughs> you have Yogi, you have Alex Lynn. Uh Bogey's a restricted free agent, and then Kent is an unrestricted free agent. But his salary is a lot. You're paying him like almost eighteen mil. Yeah, well, the Blazers. I think that was the Blazers uh, agreed to that contract, and we just picked it up. Uh, I've heard that Kent. Kent Bazemore wants to resign with this team, 
mm-hmm. at the end. Of, but I hear that all the time. I hear players like come in like, oh yeah, I like this group. This is a really good group. Uh, I think Bazemore, like he got way better after coming to coming to Sacramento because he wasn't doing anything in in Portland. He, I feel like he wasn't being used correctly, and he's played for Luke, uh, Luke before, like as a player and a coach. So Luke's used to him. He's used to like uh, used to his style. Uh, so I see him. I, I can see us resigning Baysmore to like. I would be fine for like. It's kind of it's kind of low, but maybe like twenty million three years and then and a team option for the for the last year. I could see yeah. some. I can see something like that. Like I would pay him for that, like especially for what he's doing. Uh, and then Bogey, like. I feel like Bogey, like he he has like a contract ex- extension that he hasn't signed yet because he's kind of mm-hmm. he's waiting, uh, he's being smart about it and like waiting to like sign it because he feels like he can get more money on the open market. I feel like he's uh, he's going to accept that uh, contract extension, and I, if the Kings were smart, which they're not. So they've made a lot of dumb decisions. I I would honestly trade Buddy Hield, get get out of that contract, that four year, eighty million, eighty five million dollar contract, with bonuses attached. Mm-hmm. I would trade Buddy Hield. I don't know for who, and I would make I would I, I would just give that money to Bogey. I feel like Bogdanovich is like a better defender. He's a better decision maker. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's. I don't think he's a better shooter, but I feel like he's a smarter player than Buddy Hield. I and I hate to say that about Buddy because I love Buddy to death. I think he's a great player. I think he's a really cool dude. Like I met him a couple times before. He's a really awesome dude. And if he's listening to this, I'm sorry, but I feel like Bogey. It, it, Playing, keeping Bogey and trading Buddy would be playing the long game if you're Sacramento, and because I, I feel like you can't keep both. Like there's there's not enough minutes there, and it's it, you're either if you're keeping both, you're taking away minutes from Buddy and Bogey, and I feel I feel like none of both of them don't don't they don't deserve that. Because well, how how tall is uh, Bogey? I think he's listed six foot six. So he can play a little small forward. He can play. Yeah. So what? You, you can you can go small oh, ball. I think they the whole. Yeah. So I think the whole reason your coach, I think he he brings him off the bench, right? He comes mm-hmm. off the bench. Yeah. Just to boost up your bench. That's it. Like, like scoring. You talk about Buddy or Bogdanovich? Uh, right, Bogdanovich. Because right now Bogdanovich is starting from and then, and then Buddy is coming off the bench because yeah, Buddy so, can't so, guard. So I think they he does it for for scoring wise like he has that that boost off the bench but if if he wants I I know he can, I know he can start both of them at the same time you would have De'Aaron or uh, and Buddy at the two Bogey at the three uh, Marvin or not Marvin uh, Harrison at the four and uh, with the five probably Rashawn right well if, at the five I would like Rashawn yeah I feel like in today's NBA. Uh, Bagley would 
would be the five. I, I don't think he's going to start. I'm pretty sure he's going to come off the bench. I don't think you they're have start a number two pick off the bench. They're not. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm like positive. I don't. I don't think they're going to start him right away. Well, I, not right away. I meant like I'm thinking of like the future. Yeah, yeah, future. Yes. Yeah. He's going to start. Like obviously now, like in the bubble, Rashawn is obviously starting, mm-hmm. and I would put. Um, I would. No, I would. I would put Alex Len at the five, Rashawn at the four, or, uh, or if you don't want to do that, you can do uh, Nemanja. Oh yeah, at, at the five, and uh, you can kind of flip flop him, play him five or four, um, and then um, Rashawn uh, five or four. Then you can uh, Harrison at the three, and then. Um, Bogdanovich with the two, and then Fox with the one, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, I think that gives us quite a bit of flexibility. And I, I like Nemanja. Nemanja is, like, a really solid player. But uh, – and I feel like he's grown underneath Luke Wallen a little bit more than Dave Yeager, but I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, uh, back to the free agents you asked me about. like, uh, hey, Who's, your who's like, your, your dream player for – I don't know about. Are, you are we going? Tw- are we gonna actually going to go there? Or I don't no? know if you want to do. Tw- I don't know if you want to do twenty twenty season or twenty twenty one. Well, twenty twenty one, my uh, dream player would be Giannis, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because Vlade has said this before, and I, I've told you, I told you this off the record. Uh, like Vlade has said multiple times that he believes that an A list free agent can will come to Sacramento. And well, I feel like, well, the... everything is lined up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, Vlade is there. All the players say that they love Vlade. Despite, like, what the media says, like, the media says that Vlade is doing a bad job. And I don't think, I, I honestly don't think he's doing a bad job. I feel like he's, he's definitely not batting a thousand, but I feel like the team constructed is actually really good. Uh, Luke Walton, he's a really well liked coach throughout the league. Like, everyone loves Luke Walton. Besides uh, that, that one lady that sexual assault or whatever, uh, <laughs> but everyone loves Luke Walton. Uh, besides that, uh, I feel like Luke Walton is that type of coach that could bring like an A-list free agent to Sacramento, and I feel yeah. like I believe that could be honest. Obviously, that's well, a when's dream the last time player. you had the A-list. Yeah, when's it, but like realistically, when's the last time you guys had an A-list free agent sign with you guys? Um, like I guess you would say Vlade. <laughs> would you? I would say he was A-list. Eh, I, I guess kind of like yeah. back back in the day. That's when A-list was. It, that's what an A-list was back in the day. <laughs> Because I, I think for you guys, your last, like, star, star player was DeMarcus. Yeah, but we drafted him. Yeah. I uh, think that that was the last time. Yeah. I uh, trying to think. I don't think we – yeah, I believe it was Vlade. That's, I know, that was the last A-list for agent. But, so uh, g- g- give, give the folks some, some reasons why you think – he would he would make a good fit there, or why he would with, choose you guys? 
with Giannis. Yeah. I feel like Giannis is not necessarily like he's he doesn't like the big market. Mm-hmm. Like, and if he doesn't win this year, like Mil, uh, if he doesn't win this year in Milwaukee, he's definitely going to start thinking like, hey, I'm obviously not going to win in Milwaukee. I don't want to go to a big market. I feel like placing him next to Fox with the speed of Fox and the shooters that we have in Sacramento, like, like with Nemanja, it it's basically it's it's basically the same team but with better shooters, and you have Fox. Like, you got a star in Fox, you got a superstar in Giannis. Like, I don't know, I <laughs> my reasonings aren't there yet. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if he picks Sacramento. Because <laughs> I feel like he wants to stay out of like the spotlight. Well, wherever he goes, he's gonna he's gonna be in the spotlight because he's top five not player. Nece- not necessarily because he's in a small market. Like I feel like if Giannis was playing on the Lakers the way he's playing, he would be mm-hmm. getting way more attention than he is in in Milwaukee. Milwaukee is still a small market. Yeah. Uh, like, I I don't know. Like, could you imagine, like, if if uh, this is a different player, but if Zion was, like, on the Knicks or something like that, or, like, a, just a big market team, can you imagine, like, the – they think of, like, he, he's getting talked about like crazy, like, right now. Imagine yeah. if he was on a big market team. Oh man, even more. Yeah. Uh, so I don't s- see Giannis as that type of player. Mm-hmm. So I can see him going to a small market team again, and s- going to like I'm not like saying it could be. I'm saying it could be Sacramento or it could be uh, another team. I don't know who that be. I don't know could who what that would be. So, but yeah, for for me, I think he. He wants to go like, I, I think you're right about him. If he doesn't win this year, he I know he's gonna leave for a fact. He mm-hmm. he's been there for his whole career and he hasn't won anything. Yeah, and and he's he's better now. He's like like I said, top five player. Yeah, he's definitely better. And um, and and I think he he wants to go somewhere where he's gonna win right away because he's 26. I think he's gonna turn 27 next year. Yeah, he doesn't want to go through another rebuild. No. So, and if he was to go on your team, you think you guys would win right away? With Fox, yes. Like and how your team is built right now? And nobody no. healed. Even against the Clippers and Lakers? I and think Nuggets so. And Nuggets and Jazz? I think so. Healthy? Especially if Harry Giles, like, fills out. I know you, you're hating on Giles. But he hasn't shown anything. I know he hasn't, he hasn't had the time played. to. He hasn't played. Luke he Walton played. That's why he's too injury. He's too injury prone. Just, just wait. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a long shot. I don't. If out of an A list, when Vlade says an A list free agent is going to come to Sacramento, I don't think Giannis is it. That's my dream. But yeah. <laughs> and I would obviously go running naked through downtown Sacramento if that ever happened. But <laughs> I think everybody uh, would. <laughs> what? I said I think everybody would. Yeah. 
uh, even with coronavirus. <laughs> you do have to think about the um, the cap too, because he's up for I think a supermax deal. Yeah. Um. Well, that's why I said dream. Yeah. So, because I, I feel it like in Sacramento, we've already kind of planned out the cap accordingly. Mm-hmm. Where I like, we know we want to give Fox the supermax, like yep. when he becomes available. And with the new, well, okay, <laughs> this is back before COVID nineteen hit because supposedly mm-hmm. like the cap is going to change a big time because the the NBA is losing money. Yeah, but. According to like the books, this is what I feel like. So like they planned it out for Fox being the supermax, and I feel like uh, Bagley would be that other supermax, and Buddy and Bogey would be getting lesser money here and there. And I feel like uh, I I, I kind of see those two because uh, when you draft two players, you have an opportunity to get to give them two supermax and still fill out your team with decent players. Yeah. So I feel like that was their plan from the beginning, but with, let's see how the salary cap is after the season when they readjust it. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't go uh, drop too much, but there's already debates about uh, Adam Silver saying that uh, the, they're going to drop the cap significantly and a lot of players are going to lose a lot of money. I wouldn't. I wouldn't deny. It's probably going to happen. Yeah. So it would be that would make it even more interesting in twenty twenty one to seeing if Giannis can even get that money. Yeah. So uh, that's another interesting thing to talk about. But we'll save that for another day. Uh, but um, that's pretty much it. Like I don't really have anything else to talk about. We kind of we kind of just talked about the Celtics and the Kings, but those are our two favorite teams. So I guess we're kind of like the ringer NBA where we just, where they just talk about the Sixers and uh, Clippers. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I, I, and Celtics too. Yeah. They talk about Celtics when Bill Simmons is on, but. They bring but yeah. them up once, once a time. Once a, I think once a show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us for the water cooler episode one, uh, take two. Uh, um, this is kind of each episode we're kind of going to be testing the waters to see like what we want to do with this podcast we obviously want to talk about sports like uh, when we stopped recording on the last episode uh, well take one uh, we started talking about like Last of Us so we like video games too movies so whatever we feel comfortable talking about we'll just talk about it so like (laughs) but yeah uh, are you down with that, Jerry? I am. Sounds, sounds like a good time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was the Water Cooler Episode 1, Take 2. Uh, my name is Marley Silverbrand, and... I'm Jerry Villa. And we are signing off.